the Lord has chosen. Normally, I have had a subject that I chose, choose, but God has chosen a subject today. Why holiness? He wants his people to get back to a standard of holiness. When I, I know some of us, when we think of holiness, we think of uh, the outward appearance of holiness. And that is uh, regulations of having a hundred things that you don't do and ten things that you do do. But I want to say holiness is not a religion. Holiness is a mandate from God. Uh, there's a few things that the Holy Spirit keeps showing me and I just want to uh, this express this to you. For too long, not only, uh, and this has gone back to the days of Christ, we have given God what we thought was all right. But we have to give to God that which he demands. He demands holiness. We're going to look at this verse in a modern translation, which is the message translation. And it might help to clarify and help us to recognize the text a little better. And it reads, so here's what I want you to do. God help you. Mm -hmm. in that text stood out for me and one of those words was found in verse 1 and that is embracing another word I saw was misinterpreting and I think sometimes when it comes around to what God wants for us we have a tendency to embrace or not embrace God and we can misinterpret what it is that he's telling us to do. This particular case reminds me of the children of Israel and of the children and Joseph, who was a 
one of the patriarchs. Of course, you know, Joseph was a young man that was carried into the Babylon. He was carried there because of God's or providence. Sometimes God put you in situations that you don't always understand, but he put you there for his praise and for his glory. And of course, Israel uh, was going to be preserved. God knew that there was going to come a famine in the land. And he was protecting them by sending Joseph down that he could be one of those that would be preserving and giving him wisdom on how to preserve food so that when the famine came, they would be able to be able to live and sustain themselves. Joseph was very smart through the wisdom of God. He had told Pharaoh about the seven years of penny and the seven years of lean. And he had built warehouses. And in these warehouses, he had stored up food. And uh, what would happen as time went on, that they would, famine came, they would be the ones that would come to Joseph. And Joseph would in turn give them food based upon them being able to bring things to him. Well, anyhow, as time went on, they got down to the place that they only had their bodies and their lane. And when it comes around to God, brothers and sisters, I want to say to you, we are down to body and lanes. And God is not asking us to give them grain. God is asking for your body. And in this particular text, the Apostle Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God with your reasonable service. And we don't want to get to the place that we misinterpret God. And I think sometimes we do misinterpret God. God loves us and God demands of us, but God also wants us to give him what it is that he is asking for. You may ask uh, me about this thing about presenting to God and having bodies that God can use and presenting ourselves to him. And then we start saying, if God was asking all of this from me, what have you done for me? How many of you recognize that God has done a whole lot for you? Amen. He's done a whole lot for us. He has done so much for us, and we are not even conscious of everything that God has done for us. The scripture tells us that in the book of Galatians, how that when the fullness of time was come, God sent his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we may receive the adoption of sons. So he gave his son for us. May I say here, whatever God demand, God supply. Whatever God's demand, God supply. 
And sometimes what it is, we, we get to the place that we want to give God a little something. And I was thinking the other day how sometimes we have put down our cross and we have actually become pocket Christians. When I say pocket Christian, we walk around with our hands in our pocket. We're in church, all right, but we stroll around with our hands in our pocket. How many know you can't crawl? The, you cannot carry the cross with your hands in your pocket. The scriptures say we got to give God a what kind of sacrifice? Living sacrifice. When your hands in your pocket, you cannot carry your cross. Therefore, we want to get to that place that we are not pocket Christian, criticizing everybody else, and we're not doing anything ourselves. We want to get to the place that I want to give God what he demands. And God demands sacrifice. When God said, be holy, it is so. When God says something, you don't have to change anything. When God said, be holy, God has already provided. We move away from what God said. Genesis says, God said, let there be light and there was light. Then when God said, be holy, he has already made you holy. But what we do is start losing the identity and we start moving away from who God said we are. Just walk away a little bit. And the further we get away from him, we forget ourselves. I submit to you that what happened to us because of the flesh we live in, you are holy when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. And what we do, we move away from God. So now you got people that you don't know whether they're man or woman, and they are confused. When it comes to the church, what happened to the church is the church become confused because it moves away from the one that have ordained them. And the thing that makes them move away is the fact that we misuse what God has given us to stay connected. The church have the ability to call on the name of God, but instead of us calling on the name of God, we are playing games. And the battery is going down, so when it's time to make the call, we don't have a signal, and we don't have the power. We don't recognize the little red spot. The red spot says the battery is almost dead. And it's red. And some of us in here are on red. I know. Now you got the cord in your hand, and I have also given you the charger. But if you don't plug it in, prayer, the cord becomes the connection. The plug becomes the consistency. When you plug it in and it is consistent, the battery stays charged up. 
So when I send trouble, and I say, call me. Because sometimes when God sends trouble in your direction, what God is saying, call me. Because we won't call him as long as everything is going all right. So he sent trouble. And when he sent trouble, he said, call me. It's not because he's hiding from you. You got the charger in your hand, but you're playing game on the phone. And sometimes in this congregation, when you ought to be listening to the preacher, you text him. Hallelujah. Spiritually speaking, we are just texting. But everything God demanded of you, he has already provided to you. When God said be holy, he has made you holy. When you, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. How we get old so fast. We are new creatures. Anybody remember when you first got saved? Didn't nobody have to tell you nothing about prayer, reading the word? You, it came automatically. And you ran to the closet. Oh my God. I like to feel that Holy Ghost. I like, ooh, I like it the way it quickened my body and I can speak in tongues. And then as time go on, because the battery is disconnected, we get to the place we pray emergency. My battery is so low. Honey, you got to plug it back in. Now, once you plug it in, you can make a call and everything is all right. God said, pay your tithes. He's not telling you to pay your tithes out of something that's yours. He's telling you to pay tithes out of something I have given you. So when he said tithe, so what do you do? Malachi, you're in the right book. You don't. Oh, 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 my, my, my. You passed it on. Man, I thought I was going to stop at the book of Malachi. Come on, Malachi, three and eight, come on. God said, pay your tithe. What I'm trying to get you to see is this. Whatever God demand out of you, he's already given it to you and he's saying out of what I have given you, give it back to me. God said, pay your tithe. I don't like the way you did it. I'm going to give you $10 and I ask you for tithe. Come on, what am I asking you for? I ask you for tithe. I, I like, you give me the 10% already, but I don't like your attitude. I don't like your attitude. I mean, you coming up there, you slide like you're sliding it to me. You, 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 God don't want you to slide something to it. I'll take it right now. Give, 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 give. Then if you don't, he's like, give me all my money. <laughs> he don't tell you to pay your tithes and not give you anything. He turns around and he's giving you. How many of y'all realize if it weren't for God, you wouldn't even hardly have your job? 
And then all he says is, give me out of what I gave you. Now, see the attitude? God said, bless the what? Cheer forgiver. Uh-huh. I like your attitude. All right. You know what happened? She wanted to know, am I going to ask for it back? <laughs> if I had my wallet, I would show you I left my wallet at home. Because if I had another, some more money, I would show you what God do when you got a good attitude. Isn't it? Tell my, give me $10. You got $10? You broke too. <laughs> then, when you bring him, when he bring him the ten and give him out of the ten what he asked you for, he turns around and give you, because he gave you the five, and then he overflow. Now, reading that girl's face and what she's saying. I heard her saying in her spirit can I keep it? Can y'all understand you did a good job too. You want something too, don't you? <laughs> you, did, you did a good job. I like your attitude. Oh, if I had 10 more dollars. <laughs> Woo! 20! would have been his reasonable service. Lord have mercy. But 20 excels. So in other words, I don't want to operate in Christianity on minimum. No, 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 no. Not on minimum. Tell your neighbor, not on minimum. Not, not on minimum. Because he's done so much for me. Can I get a witness? Have God done something for somebody in here? Have he made a way out of no way? Have he been there in your midnight hours? Hallelujah. Genesis. Genesis. 22 and 8. Get your Bible. This Genesis 22 and 8. Now what I'm trying want you to see, if God demands something of you, God is the one that, that gives you what he demands. God gives you what he demands. Mm. I'm almost finished, y'all. This is a little different preaching this morning but 
It is the truth. I just want y'all to leave you with the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, right down the board. What do it say? Abraham's God sees it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. All right. King James says, and Abraham said, "My son, God don't demand anything from us they haven't given us. If God commands holiness." He has already given you holiness. If God said be holy, he has already made you holy. But what's happening here? Hmm. God wants you to have in your heart that whatever God asks for, I'm going to give it to him willingly. Now, let's say I turn around after God has given me and asked me for it out of what he has given me, I turn around and have a bad attitude. And, and, I, and I'm coming to the table alright, but I'm coming to the table like <laughs> We got bills to pay so we don't say keep it. God said, what God said is, I don't want that. You can keep it. I don't want it. I don't want it. God said, I gave you this freely. And when I ask you to give me a little bit back of what I gave you, you're going to give it back to me grudgingly. God said, I don't want it. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. So when God tells you to live holy, you don't have to manufacture no holiness. God said, when I save you and I fill you with the Holy Ghost, I gave you everything I'm going to ask for back. God never asked for anything he didn't put in us. He's already, he's only asking for what he put in you. You ask me, what did God do that I should give him my body a living sacrifice? I heard Isaiah picked it up and said, said his message was God more than any man. Hallelujah. He was, Revelation said he was slain from the foundation of the earth. Isaiah looked and said, who will believe our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. But he goes on and said, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. So brothers and sisters, I want to say to you the little bit of sacrifice that you're giving to God. God has given you so much more and the only thing he's asking you out of what I've given you. Just turn around and just give me, amen, just a little bit back. So Paul saying in light of what God has done for your life, the, the smallest thing you can do is present your bodies 
a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And he's given you power to live holy. But we have not plugged in the cord. Come on, honey. Mm. Walking around. Come on, you come on up here. I ain't got my water with me, but when the battery is down, ask your neighbor, do you know how to plug up? Uh, look at her. She plugging up. And now she got to find the prayer closet. Ah. Sometimes you got to search for a place to plug in. But once you find a place to plug in, this plug in, and why it's charging, start saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because hallelujah charged the battery. Thank you, Jesus, charged the battery. Hallelujah. I will bless the old God. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm charging my battery. I need to get in contact with God. Ask your neighbor, is your battery dead? Just ask the master. If you're a pocket Christian, your battery dead. If you can't find something to do for God, your battery is dead. If everything you do for God, you're complaining about it, your battery is dead. We want to get to that place that we can give back to God what he has given unto us.